What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It's Rachel Silver Cohen. It's another episode of Unpolished Therapy. So let's jump in. Hey, Dr. Boca, how are you? I'm doing great. It's been a few weeks or actually a week, but it feels like a lifetime. Actually, two weeks, I guess, because we didn't meet last week. So that would be two weeks. But yes, I'm doing well. It's been a lifetime, a lot going on, but good to be back. For two people who always talk about how conscientious we are about time and organization and managing how valuable the minutes of the day are, it's not like we forgot about the podcast, right? So I just want to quickly shout out to all the listeners that reached out to us to say, hey, it's Wednesday. Is there a new podcast today? And I guess we were humbled. I mean, we were happy that people missed us, but I think we have to apologize a little bit. We kind of, I guess, like forgot (laughs) that we didn't have it on the calendar for the week. So I do want to apologize. Our schedules got out of control. I was away for a little bit and you were sick. And normally you would pick up the slack and do a podcast, but it just didn't happen. We kind of just didn't have it on the radar. So this is what I want to talk about today because I think it lends perfectly to an issue that I've been having for quite some time, but I keep forgetting to discuss it with you, (laughs) which is pretty apropos because it's about forgetting being forgetful. My memory, Dr. Boga, is definitely more on the unpolished side of things versus the polished side of things. And we can laugh and giggle about it a little bit. And I was laughing and giggling about the fact that I'm not remembering nearly as much as I used to, but I don't know that it's as funny anymore because it's kind of becoming a little bit of a concern. How do you feel about this? Where are you at with your memory? So it's interesting you say that. I literally forgot that you had mentioned to me that you wanted to talk about memory. But I find myself kind of joking, half joking with people. I'm like, oh, early onset of dementia. Like I am noticing that I'm saying that more and more. And that is not funny. But I don't know what to do with it because it makes me so uncomfortable because I've always banked on my memory. Like this is a foreign concept. I've always been that person that I was the greatest person to tell anything to because not only was I bound by confidentiality, right? So I, I couldn't say anything anyway. And I'm a vault. But I remembered every detail that people told me. And now I do. I remember what my patients tell me. But if something happens in the middle of the day, like I'm supposed to pick something up or... Oh, I'll give you a prime example. My son was riding over his bike to our neighbor's house, a friend of his today. And I said, text me when you get there. 20 minutes later, I looked out of my phone and I said, oh, right. He's not home right now. That's not okay. I'm a mom. So I, I, it's funny, but it's so not funny because it is definitely becoming an issue. I pride myself on having an excellent memory also. Mm-hmm. I mean, an elephant never forgets. I am that elephant. And I really am cognizant of priding myself on that. If someone tells me something, it's, it's weird because when people do tell me things, I know if they've told me or not. I mm-hmm. can remember. Now, mm-hmm. I can also remember if I wasn't paying attention, right? So okay. I can to myself be like, oh, we've, we've discussed this before, but the details are a little shoddy. But it's not because I'm not remembering. It's because at that moment, I kind of chose and I don't really give a shit and I'm not listening. <laughs> my issue is with my own stuff. And that's where I get nervous. I'll be in the middle of something, even in the middle of a stream of consciousness, 
And then I kind of just become a space cadet. And Mm. that's when I get concerned. Yes, I forget things. And then I remember that I forgot. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, someone help me. Let's rewind. And sometimes I do joke around with friends of mine if we're in the middle of something and then we kind of both forget and it's the blind leading the blind. And then we kind of make a joke. All right, let's trace this back. Mm -hmm. We were talking about the weekend, the weather, (laughs) your children, vacation, husband, spouse. Oh, that's or, it. Ding, 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 ding. Right. And then we like, we like are so excited that we remember, but then all of a sudden we've forgotten again because we were all wrapped up in the game of remembering. So that's kind of one thing. The, the, the problem, and even as I'm stuttering now, my kids point this out to me is while I'm in the middle of a thought, my mind, I guess, is going faster than I can get the words out. Right. And then I start with the stuttering and then my kids start making fun of me and they parrot me back like, like as if something's wrong with me. And then I kind of am a little bit more sensitive than I should be because I'll say, you guys, I'm not not trying to sit here and I've I've lost track of what the thought was Mm -hmm. and I can't get it out. And then I kind of get a little nervous and the psychotic part of my brain the nervous energy makes it even worse. Sure. Um, And I would call that unpolished, not the psychotic, but the unpolished part of you. However, and I just forgot my train of thought. (laughs) I'm not trying to make a joke. That was legit. But what I was going to tell you, I now remember, is that when you can trace back what it is, that's not something to be concerned about. Okay. 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 We have to remember that, A, we're getting older, right? And there's like hormonal things and all of that that get in the way and medication that some of us might take that could get in the way of it. But the truth is we are so freaking busy. Like we are so busy balancing 8,000 things that you nailed it when you said, my head is moving so fast that keeping tabs on that, if you think about it, is quite impossible to do. And so I know you're more aware of it. And I know you're going to say, oh, Dr. Boca, you're just being kind. But I'm not being kind. It's the reality. It's literally if you had one toddler in front of you running berserk and trying to keep tabs on them versus having 15 toddlers in the room. Something's got to give somewhere and we just don't remember as well. And we're slower. We're old. We're old. I hope, listen, I hope you're right. And I don't want to be like, oh, you're just being kind. I legitimately hope that your professional acumen there is correct. But there have been a couple scenarios and I laugh, you know me, when I get nervous, I start to laugh that truly have alarmed me. One of which, if you had a 16-year-old child almost, you've been going to the same doctor for 16 years and you were in the doctor's office and the nurse who's part of that practice has been taking care of your child for the last 16 years and you stare at them dead in the eye and to yourself, you start to sweat because you absolutely have no idea what that person's name is. And you go through the entire alphabet. alphabet. That's kind of my thing in my head. <laughs> I a, do B, C, D. <laughs> and I, as the letters go on and on, I'm dripping sweat more and more because I absolutely have no idea what the nurse's name is. Mm-hmm. I cannot ask. We have a 16-year relationship here. She's been taking care of my child and I do not know what her name is to the point where then I have to text a friend and say, hey, I'm at Dr. So-and-so's office. What's the head nurse's name again? That worries me. I I do understand that. I understand that. You know, look, I can't sit here and say you're not on the precipice of, I don't know. It is definitely not my expertise 
However, we can do, and I don't know if you want to do this on air because God forbid it doesn't <laughs> what come out good. Be like, a, like a memory test? A mini mental status test. You know, we oh, give people... I, that would be so much fun. I think we should do that. I don't know because like me being the cautious one that I am, right. I'm like, oh shit, this could totally backfire that we're right. doing this. And Rachel could not remember the three words that I give her and then ask her at the end. And we could find out that she really does have a deficit in memory. But I'm willing to do that if you're willing to put it out there well, for the audience. I, I mean, I think it might be fun. Let me relay one more example. And then okay. you as the doctor, even though, let me just blanket statement, everyone. Not real therapy, even though it looks as though in about a, two minutes from now, <laughs> Dr. Boca may be giving me a memory test. And if I fail, I guess, I don't know, do you write prescription for like Prevagen? Isn't that like the new memory thing there's, that everyone's There's taking? many out there. I cannot write you a prescription for anything. I'll send you okay. to a psychiatrist. I will, no. But you know, the bottom line is, is that I really do think I have a great memory, which is why when I remember that I forget things... I go into a little bit of a tailspin because it's just one of the things that I never really felt faulty on. And I didn't Mm -hmm. think that I was deficient in that area. But now it creeps up on me. And this is the big example that kind of I use as the gauge. And I have discussed it with my physician. I want to throw it out to you from like the psychology standpoint of things. And I giggle about it now because I guess if we're having a sense of humor and we know we kind of have to have a sense of humor, it is funny. (laughs) But in the moment, it was alarming to say the least. So I kind of gauge everything time-wise pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. So I know this episode happened pre-pandemic, probably right before, right? So let's just say round numbers two years ago. I'm out to dinner with a friend of mine. We're in our neighborhood restaurant. It's not the most well-lit restaurant in my defense, okay? Right. And I, we're hanging out, whatever, and I go to the bathroom, right? I get up, I go to the bathroom, I come back, I walk, and there's no embellishment here. I walk directly past the table that we're sitting at. And I, for a lack of a better way to explain this, I kind of got lost. I got confused. I stopped dead in my tracks because there was no more table. And then I kind of turned. And my girlfriend, who I was sitting with, she looked at me and she was as confused as I was because I looked like I was a deer in headlights. Were you drinking? No. Well, okay. So to that point, I'll get to that in a minute. I was not drinking, but I looked at her and again, it was a dimly lit restaurant. Okay. Okay. It was not, it was not high noon outside or anything. She looked at me definitely with a perplexed look and I looked her dead in the eye and I said, do I know you? Okay. Mm. That's what I said. Do I know you? Now she, she looked back at me and she was like, dude, what did you just do in the bathroom? Like, I don't blame her. Did you just drink something? Did you get high? Like what just happened, right? And then all of a sudden, Dr. Boca, the switch came back on. I checked out for a second. You had to dissociate it. There was a dissociation there for sure. I blame it on the fact that the restaurant was dark, I guess, but I got lost. And then when I said, do, do I know you? She lost it. And then I clicked back in. I sat back down. And the two of us, when I tell you, hand to God, yourself. I was, I had to change my underpants. <laughs> we were laughing so hard. I had snot coming out of my nose and I had the hiccups because I couldn't control myself because it was so funny, except it, it wasn't. Yeah. And then she's like, what's literally though, Rachel, what just happened right there? And I was like, Stephanie, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go through it again. To my point earlier, let's trace it back. I said I had to go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. I came back. 
I guess I thought the table was farther along than it was. And all I can tell you is that I was stone cold sober. I hadn't had a sip of alcohol in me. I didn't, was not intoxicated with, with, with any pill, nothing, nothing. And I don't know. That is the barometer now that I use. And I did have a discussion with my doctor about it because all joking aside, uh-huh. I don't know what happens in that moment. She sure. did not look like the person that I thought she was. I got lost. <laughs> and we're here to talk about it and laugh about it. But, but it's not funny. And I did. And I haven't forgotten of all the things I've forgotten. That moment, I'm not forgetting. It was scary. Incredibly peculiar. And I'm not 100% sure what to do with it. Well, okay. So the first question that I have is, what did your doctor say? Just out of curiosity. My doctor said to like, write it down to okay. like, notate the date. He wasn't overly alarmed. He kind of said what you had said that our age and that we're all kind of wrapped up in a lot of things. And yes, maybe I just kind of in that moment, I had overshot the table. And, you know, sometimes your brain has like these syntaxes. Is that the right word? Synapses. Synapses, pardon me. And I'm not looking for problems. We have enough problems. So I'm not looking for memory to now be a real problem. I'd rather it just be this quote unquote unpolished problem. It's much funnier if we can say that it's an unpolished problem, which basically translates to like, we're laughing about it and we are busy and it's no big deal and we've got a lot of stuff. And if we stutter in front of our kids because our minds are working faster than our mouth can get the words out, no harm, no foul. But it is something I keep in the back of my mind because I'm seeing, well, to your point, when you said, if you can trace it back, it's not really an issue. Yes, I can trace things back. But the exercise of having to trace things back is happening more and more frequently. And listeners out there, we would love to know, are we in good company here? Are you guys having some issues with memory also? I'll tell you this. I don't know if she listens or not, but I kind of want to give like an apology shout out to my mother-in-law, okay? Because I remember years ago, years ago, you know, obviously I was married, but she would always mix up the name of like my ex-husband and my brother-in-law. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And I would always like secretly be like, how do you not know their names? Like, Absolutely. they're your kids, right? Like, what's wrong with you? In the meantime, like... There's nothing wrong with her. I am sorry, mother-in-law, because now I'm doing that. I'm calling Ben Hattie. I'm calling Hattie Ben. I can't get it out on time. So I don't know. It's a thing, right? It's a thing. And I don't want to stop you from going on your things. But if we're going to do this little... Oh, the task. Task. I got to give you the words for you to remember. No writing right. it down. No, re- the, no doing anything. Like you're going to repeat so them I later. Because I'm holding a pencil. Yeah, right? don't use it. Okay? okay. So we got clock, spoon, and apple. Got it. Okay. So just keep going with the podcast, right? So that being said, don't, you're going to look, you're mouthing and repeating. I'm like nervous. (laughs) You should be nervous, right? But I'm also making it a little harder because I'm not allowing you to sit here and process because we have to. Okay. Fine. Okay. So it sounds to me, yes, let's apologize to all of our parents and all of that stuff because I'm like, you're a fucking moron that you can't remember. Right. Like, who doesn't know the name of their kids? Right. And I'll uh, tell hello, you, me now. Right. And I fall in the same boat and we'll have four kids here who are literally like my second children. They mm-hmm. live in my home, right? Not my children, but two others. And I will completely not be able to recall one of the kids' names, sometimes my own, sometimes theirs. And I'll be like, you, the little boy over there. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, I turned into my grandmother, like who like full on had dementia. So I get it. That being said, the truth is that it is not uncommon 
for us to have moments in our life where we have some sort of dissociation like you had in the restaurant, Mm -hmm. okay? Where we can just have... This is kind of like an outer body experience where we detach from our environment, from our surroundings. We're not even aware of it until something like hits us in the face or we're like startled into remembering, okay? That is not abnormal. Think deja vu. Think when you're driving and you go into like this thing and you're kind of like, oh my God, wait, did I go through the traffic light? Like, how did I get here? I mean, I've had that for years with like being yoga stoned. The next yep, thing you yep, know, yep. you're like, you're four <laughs> counties away on the highway because you've been namasteing for exactly. too long. <laughs> and that's just normal. And so I wouldn't be concerned about that. I mean, this one was a little bit more of a dramatic incident because in contrast to your normal day-to-day functioning, this one kind of stands out. However, we haven't seen more of that. We haven't seen it happening in other contexts of your life. And in fact, when you want to do type of kind of assess yourself, like a very quick and dirty assessment, one of the things is, is how is this impacting our daily life, Mm -hmm. okay, and our daily functioning? So that extreme example was, in fact, an outlier for right now. And your doctor is correct. Let's track it. And let's hope that we don't continue to see it at a more common frequency. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that depending on the importance of what it is we're supposed to remember and how we prioritize that plays in because there are some things that I care tremendously about and come hell nor high water, again, everyone, I mean, we know your brain is a muscle Sure. that I work on the memory because I care so much about remembering. So whether I'm writing it down, I'm recording it in a journal, I'm writing, doing some type of creative writing project around whatever that topic is to memorialize those moments. Would that be... Oh, I mean, you can't sit and write every little detail down about your entire life. You spend your whole time writing every single detail down about your entire life. But I wonder if maybe as we get older, if our memory does get a little shoddy, it's a good gauge on what matters and what doesn't. I mean, yes, we tend to remember the more important things, but it is usually our short-term memory that goes first and our longer-term memory that is tied to something emotional. That is usually the things that we remember. So what I've noticed, I did work with Alzheimer's patients at one point in my training and the way that we were taught to work with the Alzheimer's patients, which I always have a running joke because that is the best population to work with when you're training because if they don't remember week to week how awful you were, okay? So you get like a clean slate every single time and there's nobody coming back to you being like, well, you said last week that, right? So that's just an aside. It was the greatest population to work with. But we were trained to not reorient them back to those memories, those moments that they were having, what they were talking about, because what was usually happening was it was a long-term memory that got somehow dysregulated and it's not consistent with what actually happened, but it was an emotionally laden memory. And so the reason they're taking you back there is because they're trying to work through that emotion with you. So you don't want to reorient them because like any person, and I'm, I'm totally going off tangent a little bit here, but anytime you're working with somebody who has Alzheimer's, right? We as caregivers get so frustrated because they're saying the same thing over and over and over and over. And our natural tendency is to be like, no, dad, you're in Boca Raton, Florida at, on the golf course and you're loving life. It's beautiful. And they're like, wow, you know, make sure you hunker down. The Nazis are coming. No, dad, you're in Boca Raton. You're safe. All is good. But obviously, that was a memory that they have that they're still struggling with and there's emotion there. So it's short-term first, usually, that goes long-term second. And the lack of details first and then the emotional stuff like lingers, Mm. right? So I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's importance or if it's 
impact on our life, that the emotional impact on our life that kind of triggers us to remember more. And again, memory is not my thing. I forget everything they taught me about memory. Um, mm, there so, you go. which is see the irony in that. Right. But there are things that we like going back. There are things like, does it impair your daily functioning and, and disrupt your daily life? Can you retrace your steps? Because if you can retrace your steps, most likely you don't have dementia. Okay. Because you can do that. Someone who does can't retrace those steps. Yeah. Yeah. I think the little things too, and maybe this is where the audience can identify most. For instance, like, oh, I left my AirPods in the car. I got to go to the car and get them, right? Right. So you go to the car, even though you forgot that you left them in the car and it took you 15 minutes to remember that they were in the car in the first place. But by the time you remember that they're in the car, then you get to the car. And then at least for me, I get to the car and I'm like, wait, what am I doing here? Yeah, right. What, what, what did I lose? And then see, even when you hear that stutter in my voice, it's like, because then I'm, then I get nervous. Right. And I'm like, wait, what, not what am I doing here? Like, I, I know where I am. I'm in the car. Right. But what am Why? I looking for? Why? What right. am I looking for? Right. And but that, yeah. Dr. Boca, that happens a lot. So a lot. that, I, that's I, the perfect example. And I, I, I want you to hear that that's a universal example. They literally have memes about that. Okay. So they do. Not, they do. They do. Okay. You <laughs> know, know listeners, so please chime in on this one. I have to know I'm not alone. You are not alone. I have to I... Know. And they need to tell us and they need to reply and reach out to us. Otherwise, we will forget that we need to know. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I, I need to know I'm not alone. Please. You're not. Be candid and vulnerable and tell us what you forgot. Yeah. And if you have, if you have the memes, like post them and tag us on them because we need to see them. But I'm telling you, you're not alone in that. And it does get worse as we get older. And you have to remember, like some of the other things, medication impacts it. Hormones impact it. What is, well, I'm, hormones, yes. I mean, okay. my hormones are, live on another planet. And maybe that was what was happening in the bathroom when it I was at dinner been. that night. And it completely threw me off. But Anxi- I don't take medication that would alter my mind like that. Like an anxiety. Anxiety okay. can affect us, right? Okay. Stress can affect us. Like all okay. of these things are real are real things. And, you know, Rachel, as namasteing as you are, you're stressed. Like you got 800 balls in the air all the time. So am I surprised that like memory is something that's going? No. And think about it. Did you ever think, you know, there's that meme or that saying that I only wish I was as fat as I thought I was. Yeah. Yes. We've talked about that, yes. right? You never thought where you are today is where you would be when you were 30, right? So your memory was great at 30. You didn't expect it to be like this at 50 right? But wait till we get to 70 and how great that's going to be, right? This is the natural progression. There's nothing you're going to be able to do except we want to stimulate our brain and our memory. So doing things that require memory training and brain stimulation are very important things to do. We start to get a little concerned when we not stutter, but we can't for the life of us come up with a word at all. And it's not a hard word. Like we can't remember... And it, it happens sometimes. It does. But it again, happens. how often is it happening? When we start to confuse time, mm-hmm. right? No, um, yeah, yeah. When we start to um, see a change in our personality, right? Where our judgment becomes impaired. Mm-hmm. Those are like the real things that we really start to notice and um, get concerned about. Leaving the stove on. Okay. Well, okay. So we've all done it. So we've all, and how many times, and this, I I don't even, this is, I think is more part of my type A 
neuroses Mm -hmm. where, and listeners too, please chime in on this one. How many times have you gotten in the car and left and then said, oh God, and I don't want to exclude the the, the men out there, but women, oh God, did I leave the flat iron iron on, right? (laughs) And I will drive home to check because I don't want to come home to a house that's burned down. Right. But so this is my point. I was finishing your sentences because it's normal. Okay. I did. Right, I do the same thing. I knew exactly okay. you were going with the hair with the flat iron. Okay, you exactly. Okay. You were going with. You left something on and you came back. And then there are going to be two types of people: the people who are more highly high strong and anxious are going to come back. And then there's going to be the other ones, right? Me and right. you. And then there's going to be the other ones. They're going to be like, ah, it's a fifty-fifty chance. I'm sure I'll be fine. You know what I wish for, and I'm just going to put it out there. Okay, forget that. Maybe the memory's going. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's age. Maybe it's normal. Maybe it's not. How amazing would it be though, if people like us? So we get in the car and we're down the street and we're like, oh my God, did I leave the flat iron on? And then instead of what we're ingrained to do, like I got to turn around, abort the mission, go back and double check to say, "Eh, fuck it. All right. It's either on or it's off, right? It's either the house is going to be there or it's not. Or maybe that safety thing actually works. And if it's on for over an hour, maybe it'll turn off itself. That's, forget my memory. That's what I wish for myself that I yeah. wouldn't care as much. Yeah, that's a Xanax. Mm. Just okay. saying, because that's a hard one. We're just conditioned that way. But that would be amazing. And the second best thing would be that our house was so tech savvy that we could talk into the microphone or something on our nest of or whatever we have or our ring and the robot, you know, mm-hmm. what was her name? Rosie. Rosie. Right? Rosie. Rosie would go and turn off or say, oh, nothing to worry about. Yeah. You know, Mrs. Silver Cohen, it's all taken care of. Right. right. That would be my wish versus being not anxious. But yeah, everybody has their own thing. So there you go. I know we're talking about this ad nauseum, but I want to reduce some of your worry because the more worried you are, the more likely you are to forget. Mm-hmm. But before I can do that, I have to ask you about those three words okay. that I gave you. Do you remember them? Well, I was actually hoping, Dr. Boga, that, I- that you were going to forget to ask me and we could wrap up the podcast. So bravo to you. Your memory is not that bad that you remembered. I'm sitting here nervous that I, the whole time I'm like, remember, remember, but maybe she'll forget and then I won't have to remember. So here we go. And I we're going to end it on this note okay. in no particular order because I'm not even sure I remember all three. But I know you said clock. Yes. Okay. Phew. I know you said apple. Yes. Okay. And I think the order, I think it was apple something clock, I, I think. The middle word, I'm going to be, guys, I have to be honest. I don't know that I, I don't know that I remember. Can you give me multiple choice or the first letter? Does that help in, in I mean, reducing? It was apple, a tree? Was it? No. Apple, mm-hmm. clock, table? No. no. Hold on. Apple, clock. I don't know. I, okay. So I don't want you to panic. I don't want you to panic because you actually did exactly what social psychologists would say and and, mem- and cognitive psychologists would say is normal. You remember the first and the last one. Oh. And that is actually par for the course. We That's how our brain works. We always remember primary, tertiary. We always remember, and I don't even know if those are the right words. I don't remember. But the first thing in a list, and we always remember the last thing in the okay. list. It's the middle that always gets all fakakami. Don't um, tell me yet because oh, okay. I'm always up for a challenge. Okay. So... Apple I don't know if we have time for the podcast okay. to continue okay. for your challenge, but sure. I'll <laughs> All right, wait, hold back. on. All right. Listeners, if you want to delete us now, go ahead. I I am just determined to try to remember. Oh, water? No. no. Okay. Apple something clock. Apple. 
I don't know, Dr. Boca. I don't, I don't want to bore the listeners. What was okay. it? It was spoon. And the oh. order was clock, spoon, apple. So you remember the first, you remember the last. Look, to me, you're batting 66. I think that's great. Right. All right. But I'm no doctor that does this kind of stuff. I wouldn't be too worried. All right. Let's not be worried. Listeners out there, listen. We want you to remember to listen to us every Wednesday where we ditch the couch and grab the mics and we break down the wreckage. Today's wreckage was our memory and the lack thereof. But this is an important topic. We do want to know if you can relate, if you identify, if there's things in your life that you remember more than others, if you have any tips and tools that maybe you can share with us and the other listeners out there that follow us on social media because... Strength is in the numbers and we kind of could use the help. So on behalf of Dr. Boca and myself, definitely reach out and let us know. I think you know how to find us. But if you forgot, then let us remind you at Unpolished Therapy on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter. We're very lonely on Twitter. Someone come and say hi to us on Twitter so we remember that the account still exists. We are at Untherapy. Mm-hmm. on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. That might jar our memory a little bit. And if you reach out, we'll have to remember to write you back and comment. And we like the engagement because I do think, right, Dr. Boca, the more we're engaged and the more we stimulate our minds, yep. the more we do remember and the less we forget. So with that being said, we love spending time with you on Wednesday mornings. Dr. Boca, thank you for talking me off the memory ledge. My and uh, we'll be back next week on the corner of Audacity and Advice. On behalf of Dr. Boca and myself, Rachel Silver-Cohen, this has been another episode of Unpolished Therapy. Have a great week, everyone. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.